All right, friends, so this is the last episode of The Graham Cochran Show for the calendar year 2022, if anybody cares. You might be watching or listening to this years in the future, so it's irrelevant. That's okay. This content today is going to be relevant for you whenever you ingest it. But I think in terms of calendar years, it's the last day of the year for me to post a piece of content. And so what I like to do at the end of the year is look back at the previous year, ask a few important questions and look ahead to the next year. So this is a great time to reset your business and think about what you've done and accomplished and where your head's been at and what's coming up next. And so what I want to give you today are really basic but foundational questions to help you reflect on the past year. Five questions um, to end your year well and to start your new year. Depending on how you answer these questions might tell you a little bit less about how this year went and more about what you want to do or should be doing in the year ahead. So the whole purpose of these five simple questions is to get you to see what really matters when it comes to your business. There's a lot of things you could reflect on. There's a lot of things you maybe wish you did, a lot of things you maybe hope you'll do next year. And they're all great, but none of them matter as much as these five foundational questions that we're going to ask. So if you're ready, this is super simple. We're going to breeze through this. You can do these questions in less than an hour, but I want you to ask them. I want you to answer them. And then I want you to take steps of action after applying these questions. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 187 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Pumped to hang out with you today. Happy almost new year if you're watching this or listening to this in real time. It's the last week of the year for me when I'm dropping this episode. And I hope you've had an incredible Christmas and I hope you're looking forward to an incredible new year. Uh, If you hear any crazy noises, by the way, my neighbors are doing some renovations, I guess, in the office nearby. So got to love that. Hopefully my, uh, my equipment will eliminate all, magically eliminate all the background noise, but uh, it's, it's fun for me. So uh, we're at the end here and I'm going to give you these five questions and I really want you to take a, just a second to answer them. These will be some of the easiest questions to answer. Like these are not deep reflection questions. These are more like facts. <laughs> so I've done a lot of content to give you questions in the past about how to reflect and how to go really, really deep and find deep insight. I kept these not not the opposite of deep. These aren't shallow. These are very tangible, practical questions that are yes or no. So these are super easy to answer, but they are insightful because they will lead you to what I think is going to be a healthier business during the next 12 months, whenever you're listening to this. Before we jump into those questions, I want to give you a gift to kick off your new year. If you haven't already picked up my book, I want to give you the first two chapters of my book, How to Get Paid for You Know, absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash chapters. It's grahamcochran.com slash chapters. And you're gonna be able to download the first two chapters of the book, How to Get Paid for What You Know, which are important. One, chapter one is all about um, the business opportunity that we have in what we call knowledge commerce. It's gonna break down why it's the best business to be in, um, 
like all the doubts and fears and the, the mental blocks you're going to have of why you shouldn't jump into this business. It's going to really address all of those head on. So you eliminate all those limiting beliefs. You'll understand why this is a great business to be in, no matter what the niche is, just the type of business. And then chapter two uh, is called the value circle, and it's going to explain the business model. And I think it'll encourage the heck out of you because then you'll see how it works. You'll see why it's so life-giving and you're going to be ready to go and figure out your profitable idea and dive in. So I want to give you those two chapters as my gift so you can just start reading them and applying them as you wrap up this year, start this new year. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash chapters to get the first two chapters of my book, How to Get Paid for What You Know, absolutely free. And if you're watching on YouTube, you know I'm going to link to it below this video, make it easy for you. All right, so let's go into the questions these are, again, five simple yes or no questions, but I think they're going to uh, be insightful for you as you realize, huh, maybe I should consider this next year if the answer was a no this year. And if the answers were yeses for these, then you've had a fantastic year, and hopefully this will reframe your thinking in case you feel like, oh, I don't know, I didn't hit my goals, I didn't do all the things I wanted to do. And a lot of times as entrepreneurs, maybe you're an Enneagram three like me, you just want to achieve more and more and more. It's very easy to feel like you didn't do all the things you wanted to do and you don't see the things you did do. Very simple five questions though. And they're all here for a reason because these are what I think are the healthy indicators of a healthy business and what's going to move you forward. You ready? This is going to blow your mind. Question number one, did I make a profit this year? Okay, not did I make money this year, revenue, that's top line, right? Did I make a profit? Okay, so for some reason, we have to address this question every year because well, a couple reasons why. There's two types of people listening to this. There's either beginners or wily veterans that are being lured uh, astray. So the beginners, if you're a beginner entrepreneur, no problem. I was at 1.2, never thought I would be in business. Global recession, 2009, lost two jobs, was on food stamps, had to find a way to make money, ended up starting a business without realizing it. So I didn't know anything about revenue, profit, gross, net, all these words just were over my head. Profit is so simple. Profit is the money you actually get to keep. So your business might make $10,000 in a year, meaning that's the sales of your course or your membership or your one-on-one coaching or your affiliate income. Yay, $10,000 came in your bank account, but you don't get to keep all of that, right? Because you have expenses. It took money a lot of times to generate that. Now, your expenses will hopefully be very low. That's one of the reasons why I teach this type of business model because it's the lowest operating expenses of any business I can imagine. Like maybe your Kajabi. Like, so you're going to pay $120 a, a month or $150 a month for Kajabi. That is a business expense. So if you made $10,000, but you spent you know, $1,000 that year on Kajabi, well, then you really only profited $9,000. If you had to pay to travel somewhere, if you had to pay for website hosting, if you had to pay for a tool or you bought a camera or you bought a light or whatever it is, um, those are all business expenses. So you have to subtract those from the money you made. And then the what's left over is your profit. And that's actually the part that gets taxed, by the way, which is a good thing. You don't get taxed on all the money you make. You only get taxed on your profit, which is praise the Lord, right? So did I make a profit this year? The, one of the biggest goals, if you wanted to boil it down in business, is to be profitable. If you're not making a profit, you're not really running a business, right? It's a hobby, now, there are some exceptions for massive companies 
that are in massive growth mode and they don't show a profit for many, many years. And there's some other tax reasons why as well, but they're reinvesting a lot of the money into the business and there are shareholders that own their stock are disappointed when they don't get dividends. They don't see profits. But I think of companies like Amazon, which for years was, wasn't profitable as it was piling all of its massive amount of money it was making back into the growth of the business, which has set it up to be wildly profitable. So Another good example is Disney Plus, right? If you're familiar with Disney Plus as a streaming service, it's been out for three years now. Uh, it launched in 2019. Uh, and they have, I don't know how, a hundred, how many customers do they have right now? It's, it's insane the number of customers they have. Uh, maybe it's like a hundred million. I don't know. They have a bajillion people subscribing, paying the seven, eight, nine bucks a month. In theory, they're making tens of millions of dollars a month on Disney Plus, but they're not. They're not profitable. They are losing money on Disney Plus every month because it costs them hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars to pay for the content and the movies and the shows that you and I get to watch for seven bucks a month. So um, while they are making tons of money, they actually are losing money. Um, And they're playing a long game in the hopes that they will become profitable in 2024, 2026, whatever. It keeps getting pushed back. So- that's not winning in my game. And if you're a small business, you need to be profitable every single month. You need to be profitable every single month. So if you're a brand new business owner, your goal is just to make a profit. Obviously, you want to make lots of profit to reach your income goals. If you want to, if you want to be able to spend $10,000 a month personally, you're going to have to be at least profit $10,000 a month um, after tax. <laughs> So I get it. You want to make as much as you can possibly make, but the goal is not revenue. The goal is profit because here's the other problem. I have a lot of wily vets that are saying, oh, I made $50,000 in my launch. Yeah, but did you really? Did it cost you twenty dollars to $30,000 of ad spend on Facebook to generate that $50,000? Well, then you didn't make $50,000 in your launch. You made $50,000 minus $30,000 of ad spend, so you made $20,000. So there's a lot of people who boast and brag about how much they make in a year, in a month, on a launch, but they don't tell you how much they spend on ads, how much they spend on a sales team, coaches, all the expenses of running their business. So you have no idea how profitable they are, which at the end of the day is all that matters. I don't care how much revenue my business makes. I don't care how much revenue your business makes. Those numbers are nice for bragging rights. What matters is how much do you keep? What is your profit margin? So you want to keep your expenses as low as possible and obviously make as much as possible. So simple question, did you make a profit this year? And if so, how much? And then measure that profit against last year and then make a goal for profit next year. That's all that matters is profit, not revenue. Question number two, did I save money? Okay, so we're moving down the line. Um, If you made money, great. If you made money, but actually made a profit, okay, great, then you really actually made money. But if you spent all that profit to live, that's only but so good. You could at least say, wow, my business profited me $60,000 after tax, and I spent that $60,000 to live, pay my rent, groceries, whatever, gas in my car. That's a win. Don't get me wrong. 
But you want to take it to the next level. You never want to just be treading water, which is exactly what you're doing. If you spend the money that your business makes every year, you are no different than the person living paycheck to paycheck because that's literally what you're doing. Your goal should be always to be accumulating wealth, at least in these wealth accumulation years. There comes a point where you don't need to accumulate more wealth because you've built the wealth, you're financially independent, and then you're really deaccumulating, right? You're spending down the wealth you built um, or giving it away to charity or to family members, your kids, because you can't take it with you. Like, so when you die, you don't need money, right? So you don't need to keep accumulating wealth forever. But if you're in a season of wealth accumulation, which if you're less than 60 years old, you probably are, um, then your goal should be always to have a savings margin, right? So you made $100,000 in profit, but did you save anything? Even if it was just a thousand bucks, you want to always be adding to your net worth in these wealth accumulation years. So did you save money? I didn't tell you how much. I'm just saying, did you save money? If you saved money, you were net positive that year. Your net worth went up that year. That's so important. And saving money could be for anything. It could be for your retirement, your kids, future. It could be for a house. It could be paying off debt. To me, that's saving money as well, right? Because you're increasing your net worth by reducing what you owe. That's just as good as well. But you always want to be building a business that's profitable and then allows you to save money. So I make it a, pro, uh, a point to not, all, not only be profitable every year, but to save money every year. And not only to be profitable every month, but to save money every month. This is where working in percentages is very helpful. It's not the end-all, be-all. Everyone's situation is going to be unique. But if you operate out of percentages, then as your income fluctuates from month to month, you have a sale, you don't have a sale, you launch a new product, you don't, the economy's good, the economy's bad, it's summer and nobody buys online products in June, you know, whatever, as it fluctuates, your saving percentage fluctuates as well. But at least you save every month. Make a commitment to a percentage of your business profits to save. And you can save for the business, like your business should have an emergency fund, in case your business revenue goes down and profit goes down, you can still pay your, your team or your, your expenses or your software costs or whatever. But then personally, take some of that money home and save personally in your personal finances every month and have savings goals. And if you make it a point to always be profitable each month and always be saving money each month, you're building these habits that will last you forever. The amounts will grow or shrink. doesn't matter. What matters is the habit and the decision. So did I save money this year? Question number three, did I learn something new this year? The greatest wealth I think you could have outside of your health and relationships is knowledge. Okay, so as we move forward in our lives, you're going to find yourself in one of two seasons. You're either in the season of excitement of learning. Maybe that's why you're listening to this podcast. Maybe that's why you read my book. Some of you read my book, which I'm grateful for, or you're reading other people's books. You're taking a course. You're in a mastermind. You're in a season where you're excited to learn and grow. We all have had those seasons and hopefully you're in one right now. You might find, and if you haven't already, you will find that you get into a season where a year will go by. And you're like, I don't know if I learned anything new this year. You didn't read any books. You didn't attend any webinars or workshops, or conferences, you didn't work with a coach, you didn't take a course, and you realize, I didn't learn anything new this year. That's when there's a, I think a red flag should go up of what's what's happening in my life that I'm not learning something new. Is it a 
time issue? Is it my calendar's too full? Is it an energy issue? I just don't have the energy to pick up a book at the end of the day. I'm tired um, or I'm not getting up early and I'm not ready to read or learn. Um, or is it a pride thing? You know what? I've learned it all. Not, and no one would say that, but functionally that's how we operate when we're not learning is we're like, I'm good. I've learned enough for what I need. And hey, don't get me wrong. There is a, is a point where you're cramming way too much knowledge into your brain. And it's like, look, action is what leads to results, not knowledge by itself. You need to learn and then apply that knowledge. That's why you will go so much farther in life by reading one book and applying it over and over again than reading a million books and applying none of it. I'm a classic example of a guy, although I have read a ton, I, I am a classic example of a guy who reads and learns something like a little bit and then applies it a lot. Like I will massage that concept deep into my life and wear it out. And I've gotten so much mileage off of some amazing concepts and truths in the books that I learned so and read. So you don't need to be, you know, a genius and you don't need to be a scholar, but you want to make sure that you are learning always. You're always in a posture of being the student. And you never get to a point where you feel like, I think I'm good. Now, you might want to dial it back, roll off how much you're consuming. Totally get it because I'm a producer. I'd rather be a producer than a consumer. But you always want to be learning something new. And maybe in business, you've learned a lot and you know what you need for business. Maybe the things you need to learn have to do with your relationships, your health, your spiritual life, managing money, right? Or just something fun. I don't care what it is. It doesn't always have to be personal development and business, but always be learning something new. So did I learn something new this year? Stop and think. What did you learn this year? New skill, a new area of of knowledge or expertise that's helped you? Take note of what you've learned this year. All right, question number four. Did I try something out of my comfort zone? Oh, you know what I love? My comfort zone because it's comfortable there. It's my zone of comfort. It's a great name. It's very accurate. I feel safe there in my zone of comfort. Why would I want to leave my zone of comfort? I don't. That's why I usually don't. (laughs) But I know that all of my growth has come from stepping outside of my comfort zone. And I have a history, uh, and this is why I journal. This is why I look back. I have a history of seeing massive inflection points in my life and business when I stepped out of my comfort zone. When Shay and I left Virginia, where we were living, um, to move all the way down to Florida and and start a church with some friends, that was way out of my comfort zone. Uh, Left good job, stability, family, moved a thousand miles away. We had no idea what we were doing. But out of that discomfort and some failures and some, some messes that came in that scenario, birthed my business, which has completely changed my life and hopefully is changing your life because I wouldn't be here today teaching you if it weren't for me stepping outside of the comfort zone. Uh, Me launching my first course was outside my comfort zone. Didn't want to ask people for money, didn't know how to sell. But that first $45 that I received on PayPal from a guy named Paul, that changed my life as I light bulb went off and realized, oh, I can make money this way. I don't have to just sell ad space and sponsorships. I could sell my own products. And, and I've made millions and millions of dollars selling my own products. That was an 
a discomfort moment out of my comfort zone that was huge for me. Hiring my first contractor to check my email and do customer service was a huge leap of faith out of my comfort zone. I didn't trust somebody to be in my inbox to serve my customers well. And I hired a friend. I didn't even trust him. It was very uncomfortable for me. But that was my first delegation moment, my first hire. And that made a huge difference in my ability to spread the workload out among other people. And then eventually to hire people that are smarter than me, that could do a better job than me, which has helped me scale my business. Hiring my first marketing guy, my first partner in the business to really be a brain in my business killed my pride. It, it, and I, it was so scary to give up so much of my profit to pay someone who's really high level. I was like, but that's money. But doing that allowed me to make so much more money and learn so many other things that really grew my both of my businesses. Um, Going to my first uh, conference out in Anaheim, California, where I had to pay to fly and rental car and food, hotel, and walk around uh, the Anaheim Convention Center where there's like 200,000 people. I didn't know anybody. I'm an introvert, so outside of my comfort zone, but made so many connections that led to massive elevation in my then niche of the music recording space, which just led to so many friendships and opportunities, which led to so much money and notoriety. Everything I've done that's out of my comfort zone has led to growth. And I hate it every time. Every time. I'm not like, oh yeah, I love getting in my comfort zone. No, I want to stay where it's comfortable. But I try every year to at least get out of my comfort zone at least once. So did you? Did you try something out of your comfort zone this year? In your business, in your personal life, in your relationships, in your finances, in your health? Did you try something out of your comfort zone? All of these are business related, but you can see how they can be related to other things as well. But I'm, I'm putting them in the context of business. If you don't push outside of your comfort zone, you know what's going to happen? Nothing bad, but your business will stay just the way it is. It literally won't grow. So just keep that in mind. Fifth and final question, did I have fun? Did you have fun this year in your business? Gosh, I hope so. If not, what the heck are we doing? Life is way too short to be miserable. And there's so many things that are out of our control that are hard and miserable. So why would we choose hard, miserable work? If it's within our power, and it largely is, to choose work that is fun. Not only to choose work that is fun, but here's what happens. We all start a business because we want to do work that's meaningful and have fun. And then you know what we become? We become the worst bosses on planet earth and we just become taskmasters. We remove all of the fun because we're chasing these other things I talked about. Profit, saving money, growth, which are all great things, but not at the expense of fun. One of, the, one of the phrases that blew my mind, uh, my, one of my coaches, Rich Litvin, is a brilliant guy. And something he said about a year ago um, he, that he uses as a framework for his business, and I just immediately adopted it because I think about it in the exact same way, but he put words to something that I've been wanting to say for a while is he always will ask himself if he has a goal or something he wants to do in his business, I want to do this, how, or how could I do this? grow to this revenue number, launch this product, do this type of thing, and it be simple, effortless, and fun. Simple, effortless, and fun. Fun is a huge piece of that. He doesn't want to grow his business and achieve that if it's miserable or boring or frustrating 
only. He wants to do it and have fun. It's a rider, as he puts it, on a goal. It's a goal with a rider. It's a goal with like a condition, right? So I want you to win in business. And by that, I mean, I want you to be wildly profitable, make all the money that you could ever need or want so that you can live the life you want to live, so you can be generous, so you can save, so you can do the things you want to do. But it's not just about the money. You want to have fun in the process. And guess what? That's up to you. The people you work with, that's up to you. If you're working with people that aren't fun, work with other people. If you're building projects that aren't products that aren't fun, build new products. If your content isn't fun, make it fun. If you're not having fun, you know what? Your students aren't going to have fun either. You are the person that's going to decide whether your business is fun or not. It's not up to somebody else. It's nobody else's responsibility. It's your responsibility. So the question is very simple. Did you have fun this year in your business? I hope so. And if so, what were the most fun parts of it? That'll be insightful for you. If you didn't, it's kind of a swing and a miss. That's okay. If the answer to any of these questions is no, no, I wasn't profitable. And I, I trust me, I know people that are making multi-six figures that aren't profitable, meaning they spent multi-six figures as well, which means you worked all year for, for free, <laughs> which is sad. But okay, if you weren't profitable this year, if you didn't save any money this year, if you didn't learn something new this year, if you didn't try something out of your comfort zone this year, if you didn't have fun this year, if, if you said no to any one of those five questions or multiple, that's okay. That then becomes your starting point for the next 12 months, no matter when you're listening to this. These are the past 12 months. Well, let's look at the next 12 months. Let's say you said yes to the majority of the questions, but you didn't save money. Well, then you know what one of your major goals will be this next year is to save money. Set yourself up in such a way that every month you're saving money. Your net worth is increasing every single month, even if it's by $1. It's a state of mind. It's a, it's a concept. It's not a dollar amount. The numbers don't matter nearly as much as the lifestyle of being a saver. Um, if you didn't try something out of your comfort zone last year, no, no problem then that's your goal for this year. Do something out of your comfort zone, knowing that massive growth is going to be on this other side of that. If you didn't have fun this last year in business, even if you were wildly profitable and saved money and learned new stuff and tried stuff out of your comfort zone, but you didn't have fun, then your goal in the next 12 months is to ask every question with the filter of, will this be fun? Every decision with the filter of, will this be fun for you? And you get to decide. If it's not fun, you don't have to do it. Did you know you don't have to do anything in your business that you don't want to do? You literally don't. Even if there are things that like bring in the money, like you don't have to. You can give up money. You can rebuild your business. You can cut out products or services, or you can change your content. You can rebrand. You can do anything you want to do. It might be scary. Revenue and business might go down for a while. Sure. But no one's putting a gun to your head and saying you have to do it this way. If it's not fun the way you're doing it, you can rewrite your business and make it fun. So these are the five questions. Hopefully you answered them already while we're having this conversation. And hopefully you know the one or two or the three that were a no that you need to then make your focal point for next year. So that's what I'm going to ask you. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment below. Which one of these five questions did you say no to? And which one's going to be your focus going into the next 12 months? And if you want to elaborate, 
If you already know what you could do differently about it, let us know in the comments below. That'd be amazing. But I don't want you to walk away from this conversation either way. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or if you're watching, please don't walk away from this conversation without making a commitment to yourself to make one of these five things a yes the next 12 months. And which one is it? Know it in your head. Even if you don't know exactly how to do it, just make the commitment to doing it. The how will come much later. It's okay. The how will always come. Make that commitment before we walk away from our time together. And before you go, I want to give you the gift of the first two chapters of my book, How to Get Paid for What You Know, absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash chapters or click the link below this video. Happy New Year, my friend. Thank you for tuning in all year long. If you have been, or if this was your first episode, thank you for tuning in. I love having you here. Hope you got a ton of value out of all the content in the show this year. So much more goodness coming next year. So many more goodies. I can't even wait to tell you. Uh, I've got a lot planned for 2023. So stay tuned for that as more develops. But I'm going to continue to make this show better and continue to serve you to reach your goals in the new year. Happy New Year. Have an amazing time with your family and friends. Celebrate. And I will see you in another episode. We'll see you.